I remember one there was a question on Malgudi days and RK Narayan's grand nephew was on the call and he was sharing interesting stories about him. There was a question on Sri Devi being a gay icon in India and there was somebody who had worked with Sri Devi who was on the call with us participating in the quiz. So that format is very interesting where people also feel a little more inclusive that uh, feel that the quiz is a little more inclusive because they get to sh- have shared their fun facts. So it's almost like what I call as a bring your own fact format or BYOF format where people bring in interesting stories. Some of the most interesting conversations happen over a cup of coffee and there are many people doing really interesting and cool things with their lives. You can't have coffee with all of them, but you might just be able to interview some of them. That's why I started this podcast to have conversations with people I find interesting. I'm your host Pawan and welcome to Coffee by 2, a place where interesting conversations happen over a podcast. My guest on this week's episode of Coffee by 2 is one of the founders of India wants to know, India's first panel quiz show. By combining interesting questions, trivia and storytelling, they seek to bust the numerous stereotypes that exist about quizzing. What started as three guys just having fun has turned into a format that promises to bring a lot more people into the quizzing fold. Welcome to the show side. Hey Pawan, thanks so much for having me on Coffee by 2. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast. I've been following it for a little while now. For most of us our first memories of quizzing as such must have been PQC which I think happened sometime in the 90s and then followed by Mastermind. How did you start quizzing? So interestingly I never participated in school quizzes so I started quizzing actually in college during my undergrad days at Christ College in Bangalore and uh, it was just somebody who told me that there's exists this organization called Karnataka Quiz Association and they host quizzes on Sundays and that's when I really started quizzing and understood that hey there is an opportunity to quiz about things about rock music or history of a particular city and so on and so forth right until school the quizzing was largely full forms of acronyms or periodic tables and very textbookish kind of questions which are one sentence long and uh, the answers which are one word long right i so i never really participated in quizzing in school it was largely something that i started in college there is this stereotype that people have in their heads when they hear quizzer or quiz either one when you hear the word quizzer you think of this person who uh, he or she is this nerd who are always in their own world you have movies like brahman naman which have showcase quizzing culture like in a particular light so anyone seeing it right will sort of draw their own conclusions about what quizzing is or what a typical quizzer is so can you just like sort of tell us is that what quizzing actually is yeah that's actually what i was getting into there is one part which is what the reality is and one is what the perception or the perceived reality is right i think the idea of what brahman naman and again brahman naman is actually set in a, a slightly older decade it, it isn't actually contemporary uh, film and Yes there was a perceived notion that you know quizzers are for certain kinds of nerds like if you know this movie called Napoleon Dynamite which is like this cult movie about nerds right and there's a perception that that is how quizzers used to be which is largely a perception and not necessarily the reality reality is that if you see school quizzing for example for the longest time since the time I was in school or even 
in the last decade, right? It's, it's a lot more diverse crowd that actually participates and does well at quizzing. School students who attend quizzes, but even the school students who win the quizzes, there are a lot more women participation in schools, right? So uh, the one is the perception is not really true. I think what has changed is that with the access to internet is that everybody today is a nerd. You know, uh, I saw this once, this actress in a Transformers movie who said this. She said that, you know, in the age of internet, all of us are nerds. And I think with the access to information, everybody sort of is interested and able to access information that they li- would like, whether it is Russian literature or comic books of uh, Japan and so on and so forth. So I think that has changed with respect to who is a nerd and who is a quizzer. But it's always been a bit of a diverse group that participates in quizzes. That's what I have liked about quizzing, right? In open quizzing, I used to see people who are old teachers, VPs of companies, people from, you know, typically IITs and IIMs, as well as people from arts and commerce backgrounds. So diversity of different types of people has always been there, especially in the open quizzing circuit. But now it's just getting better and better is my point. So like, are you seeing a change in the people who are taking the quizzing these days? Is there like a change in the demographic? Yeah, a huge change because I'm talking about open quizzing, which means that people of all ages, uh, different backgrounds can participate in quizzing. There is a lot more diverse crowd year on year than it was before, where we are seeing a lot more women coming up, people from different backgrounds, not just from the engineering management sort of backgrounds, right? People who come in from different professions, people of different age groups as well, right? So I've seen parents participating with their children, people bringing in their spouses for the quizzes. So it's an interesting time to be a quizzer where you're seeing a lot more diverse crowd than it was earlier. So most people start off quizzing out of some sense of curiosity. Okay, so they attend a quiz or they see something in the paper or they see a program. And the more quizzes they attend, the more they are drawn to quizzing in general. And of course, the quizzing is not just about like mugging answers. Quizzing is much more than that. Right. What does it take to, to become a good quizzer? So before that, I'll just clarify one thing about why people like quizzing. What I have seen actually, there are two reasons why people like quizzing. One is that they actually like the excitement of getting an answer right and getting points, just like in any other competition or contest or a game. The real reason why somebody comes back to quizzing and this is true for a lot of people when you ask them why or when did you start quizzing it's always the incident where I answered this question or I won this quiz and that sort of got me or gave me the confidence and so on and so forth. So there is a dopamine rush that you know I have won something I've gotten it right. So I think that's very very important. The second point is that when people learn really interesting things from quizzing I think that's when they feel there is value in coming to something like this. Otherwise, information is free to access for everybody today equally. It's not like the good, good old days where, you know, when I was in school, some people, you know, the rich kids had encyclopedias and some of us didn't. So there was a limited access to information that you had and hence you could not perform as well in quizzes and all that. Today, that is not true. Wikipedia is free and uh, open to all. The reason why you come to a quiz is because you're learning interesting stories. For example, if I tell you there are pyramids in Assam or the fact that an Indian woman was responsible for changing the words all men are created equal and changed it to all human beings are created equal, which is in the United Nations Bill of Rights. So the fact that that comes from an Indian woman is something that fascinates people. So stories and the fact that you do well are the reasons why people come into quizzing. Now, that's how I've gotten into quizzing because there were interesting stories that I heard, you know, about a certain time in history where days of the calendar were removed. So it immediately like skipped seven days in the middle of the calendar, right? Because of the change of the types of calendar that they're following. So my point is that people come in because of stories. How they 
sort of get involved or get better at it is largely by keeping themselves informed, right? Some people do it through newspapers. So I know a couple of people, uh, quizzers who would be very de- uh, dedicated to reading the newspaper from front to back. Then there are those who sort of watch a lot of movies. There were a couple of quizzers I remember who just watched National Geographic Channel and Discovery Channel throughout the day and throughout the weekends, right? Hence, they would do better at quizzes. So I think information people get in through different ways. Some people use social media, some people bookmark things and read up later. Obviously, books are the best way to, uh, you know, gather knowledge. But a lot of information today comes in through YouTube videos, through documentaries that are on Netflix. So there are different formats that you could get access to. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the year, you're just looking for interesting stories. Here's something you probably didn't know about a very famous cricketer taken from one of the episodes of India Wants to Know. You can check out full episodes on their YouTube page. Who said in a 2018 earnings call, it's the vice president of marketing, that the company will reach 100% capacity utilization levels next year on the back of rising demand? Was it uh, MS Dhoni? Was it MS Dhoni? Explain, Nitin. Uh, he's the... Uh... Uh, he's some figurehead at uh, India Cement. I'm assuming he was the head of marketing. Maybe <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because India Cement, who has Shrini Baba running, does not need marketing. Okay, but yes, that is the right answer. What? MS Dhoni was the vice president or is the vice president of marketing at India Cement. You are a Bangalorean, but you also lived for Sunday outside of Bangalore. Is Bangalore still the capital of cuisine or does it have the competition from cities like Chennai and Calcutta? Okay, first thing about having quizzed in other cities, right? I have actually quizzed in quite a few cities because I used to be in sales. So I used to travel to other states and other uh, cities. So from Bombay to Guwahati, Goa, Pune, Delhi, to some extent Chennai, and of course, uh, Bangalore and a couple of other cities. But I'll tell you, Bangalore is definitely the most well-oiled machine in terms of a quizzing infrastructure, Uh, especially given the Karnataka Quiz Association, the amount of quizzes they do for the open circuit as well as colleges. Uh, The college circuit, especially with the engineering colleges and Christ and uh, Jane's of the world, uh, the college circuit is fairly strong with quizzing. So compared to other cities, there is a good infrastructure which is always running quizzes with high frequency and quality of questions are far better. The other cities, however, have different niches. For example, Goa is a very, like the Goa stereotype, it feels a lot more relaxed and casual where you have families participating together. Uh, The quizzes are a lot more easier to access, lighter in content and different types of quizzes, right? Bombay has an interesting, uh, a lot more casual and accessible setup where they always mix up team members. Same for Delhi as well. I think every city has its own style and format that they've gotten used to, but definitely Bangalore is years ahead of the rest. So just last week, I it was my first time in an India Wants to Know quiz, and it was like very fascinating the way the whole thing was conducted. Because I presume that like the whole energy is much better when you're actually in person as opposed to it being online. That's like more because of circumstance. What was your inspiration? to start India wants to know. We've seen quizzing go through different stages. So first it was only schools and then it like slowly like it went to colleges. Then there's this huge thing about corporate quizzes with a lot of prize money. So what prompted you to start India wants to know? What is the thinking behind it? It all began around 
seven or eight years ago when me and a few friends of mine in Bangalore used to meet up in the middle of the week at Kurumangla Club. Each of us bringing in two or three questions, ordering a lot of drinks and having a mock quiz format for almost four, four to five hours by ourselves, right? And the rule there used to be that if you know the answer, kindly shut the hell up, right? And we would start right. with the person who didn't have any clue about the answer and that person would either take a guess or say something fun or interesting or say something completely unrelated or even talk about a personal anecdote which is related. For example, one of my friends, Harish and I would love to talk about Jerusalem for any question. My point is that it basically found, we found this format where we enjoyed discussing trivia, history, pop culture, sports, etc. But in a non-competitive but fun way. And we said that if we like this, maybe we should try this out to different people. So over the years, we used to do pub quizzes, we used to do quizzes for different quiz clubs in India. And we tried out this format in different ways, right? In pub quizzes, especially, we tried out rounds which were slightly odd. We tried out different types of lengths of question to see what is the ideal length a question would be engaging enough, right? We realized that over a period of time, we wanted to get the non-quizzer type person. So if we spoke about, you know, typical nerd type of folks who come for quizzes, what we wanted to get into quizzing are the non-quizzer type people. People, like you said, who used to quiz in school or college, but now dropped off. People who watch probably British quiz shows, people who watch things that are related to trivia, for example, even a Vox.com kind of a video. So those are the kind of people that we wanted to get. And we found this format which is somewhere between facts, stories, and sharing anecdotes. Doing like even one episode of, of your quiz, it takes a lot of effort. What goes on behind the scenes of a typical episode? Okay, so I'll break it up into two things. India wants to know there are two formats that we have. One is the panel quiz show that we shot and aired since last year. Then there are the live Zoom quizzes that we're currently doing. The panel quiz show was an interesting thing because it took almost eight months to for us to sort of finalize our structure, the name, the design, uh, what were the questions. The content was the easy part. In, in all of this, right, the interesting thing is that because there is a, there's a large group of people behind this and large number of us have been doing this for a while, questions are the easiest thing. What right. actually takes up time and effort is the other things which with regard to promoting it, uh, creating and designing the event because we're very, very particular about what is the right balance of questions that we have. It should have a good mix of contemporary questions that have happened in the last two to five years and in the last six months and a good mix of slightly older questions so that people of all age groups feel that, hey, there was something in it for me. Questions that cover at least popular culture, sports and little bit of Indian local trivia. Questions that are also covering things which are non-nerd-like topics like food, fashion, design. Those are the things that actually take up a lot of time because there is a real intent behind what we're trying to do, which is that people should go back, not just learning new things. Like, I'll tell you an interesting thing I found in pub quizzes. You know, when people give you the best feedback or say that this is a great quiz that I went to, it's not right. just the questions. It's actually having answered a lot more questions. So it's important, even if I had asked you a question about pyramids in Assam, and if you have not heard of it, I I need to design that question in a way that you can still answer it even if I have not heard of it before. So those are the things that take a lot of time framing the question because at the end of the day, you don't want to put a wall of text there and say that read this much, which is like telling you the Latin name origin and where it is it appeared in popular culture and who is the founder because all of these facts don't really help you figure it out. So making the questions workable and designing the right balance, that is actually what takes up the maximum amount of time. Here's a piece of interesting food trivia taken from one of the episodes of India Wants to Know. 
you can check out full episodes on their youtube page the oldest indian oh, wow, curry okay. is the brinjal curry oh. uh, or a bengan curry that was found in a town called farmana uh, which is part of the harappan civilization they found old utensils with evidence of brinjal being made 4000 years ago along with ginger and turmeric so that is the oldest curry and brinjal you're right is fruit technically because it is the fruit bearing part of the plant vegetable is any part of the plant which is not the ovaries or the fruit bearing part of the plant so stems leaves etc are considered vegetables and brinjal like tomato is considered vegetable even though technically it's a fruit how has been the shift to online for you over the past few months how quickly were you able to adapt to this new reality where where you can't shoot where you actually can't see people in person so two parts to it one it was very disappointing because we were ready with the season 2 format structure because now we had a you know a pilot out there to test it out the idea was that when i had thought of this idea of a panel quiz show format nobody understood it nobody really thought it would work in india most people were just polite enough to say hey that's interesting and it took a long time for me to just get people on the show uh, you can't you won't believe the number of people i had to ask uh, to you know get the final set of eight people on the show for every episode but i think the uh, once we have proven that hey there is an audience for this even if it's a small audience at least people do want it and people there are there's certain bunch of people love the show so it was a little disappointing not to be able to shoot season 2 in terms of how easy was it to take the to the online format actually it's because there's a large group of people behind it it's not just uh, one or two people that you see on the show but actually there's a group of seven people who were there initially we call ourselves a team number 9 and then there is a, a larger group of team number 9 people who come forward to help us out with regard to research scoring content design promotion name it so online has been interesting because for the first time we were able to get a larger audience before because before it was largely people who were in bangalore now we get participants from different cities different countries people of a lot more diverse group because now it isn't restricted by koramangala is too far for me or 8 o'clock on a wednesday evening is not convenient for me sunday afternoon i have something to do or, or the win- venue isn't available like i remember when i used to do quizzes there was a very popular quiz that i conduct called popki kamai which is a pop culture quiz and we didn't have a venue till like one day before or two days before the event okay. finding venues is a challenge so those are things that are easier to do online because you get a bigger audience diverse audience people have taken quite kindly to also even be, if they see value in it they able to even money so for initially the first four events that we did it was free of cost then after that we took online payments at 49 rupees now we have scaled up to certain events which ca- we charge for 299 rupees and people are still willing to come for it because they seem to see value in it so in some strange way it's actually sort of been like a blessing in disguise for you it going online because like actually able to reach out to more people yeah absolutely i'll tell you the funny part uh, like i said there are two properties that we have one is the panel quiz show which we spent a significant amount of our own savings so we spent close to 5 lakhs actually producing it and editing and releasing it out there it was largely to test out saying is there an audience for this with the zoom quizzes we've actually raised more than 2 lakh rupees uh, since march with very minimal cost and it's actually a fairly interesting product out there so to, to be honest yeah absolutely right this has been a complete blessing in disguise because now we have something which can actually scale and reach out to more people and get because the idea is really to make the community bigger we always joke about it internally like Like it is like building a new sport what we are trying to do is make quizzing from something like a test match cricket format to closer to a one day cricket if not an ipl format where it's got a lot wider appeal and 
with something of a higher frequency right now people can participate in a quiz every two weeks and it's easy to access on a phone on your desktop and so on so it's an interesting thing to happen at all so building on the culture which which already exists and but do you also work with existing quizzing organizations or do you work in isolation no if they weren't other quiz organizations quiz groups and communities we wouldn't be able to survive at all so even the online quizzes we've got a lot of help from each of the quiz clubs in different cities uh, bombay quiz club karnataka quiz association quiz foundation of Chen- uh, india in chennai a lot of quiz masters and quizzers have actually come on board been panelists been participants been hosts so it's an interesting space you know where like a community with you know different people helping each other out there is like i'm talking to you the last time i spoke on a podcast was something called quiz time india run by this gentleman called aditya and there are podcasts and now there are video podcasts which are interviewing other quiz masters so there's like this whole community which is sort of helping each other out and we wouldn't have been able to do any of this even this week right so we have college quizzers who are helping us research for quizzes just because they want to help us there are people who've reached out and said that i'll host a quiz for you so it's been an interesting support system around us as well that's actually very fascinating to hear the yeah. fact that sort of been able to drum up interest and so the moment people reach out to you and say they want to be a part of it is when you know that you're doing something right you were just about to kick off season two yeah. and then of course covid happened and things went all over the place what are your future plans for india wants to know what i'm able to gather from what you're saying is it, it's only growing and it is going to grow much bigger at some point it's it's going to go much beyond you know, just the seven of you or what is your vision for the whole thing so to be honest we are still figuring that out but i think what we know for a fact is that i think all of us want more people to join this community right it could be through india wants to know it could be through some other quiz property or quiz club or a group but we just want more and more people to be playing this sport we don't see any reason why there aren't enough people quizzing as many people who are let's say participating in any kind of athletic sport it is a mind sport at the end of the day there are different formats there are different versions of it you could consume it in the form of a buzzfeed quiz you can consume it in the form of a 90 minute zoom quiz i just feel that there's a common need that all of us when i speak to even very senior quiz masters some of the biggest quiz masters in this country everybody has been talking about this problem that there aren't more people joining this community and that's right. all we are trying to do we're trying to build like this large community of people who participate in different formats of quiz it could be a instagram quiz about brooklyn 99 it could be a 90 minute quiz about indian art we feel there's space for every kind but just to be specific about what india wants to know plans to do next is that the reason why we also started and why it's called india wants to know is that we believe that not enough people in india know about indian things like for example we do not know that you know amitabh bachchan was supposed to be the original mr india because of his voice can carry so well for an invisible man but we know things about tarantino movies my point is that larger piece about educating people about indian popular culture indian history with regard to sports food travel and religion and politics like even science and technology right there's an interesting story about a church in a village in kerala that was the base for the first rocket to be launched by isro and it's a very interesting story and so my point is that there are a lot of these stories around topics that are interesting which could be food sex sports 
history religion etc given this space that is how india wants to know the first season of the panel quiz show was also it was supposed to be about food and cricket so more people get to know about it the live quizzes are also in that vein where we're trying to sort of let people share more interesting facts like the last quiz we did we did we spoke about the 1 rupee note and how it signed by the finance secretary and there was actually a person somebody among the participants who was working for rbi told us why that is so because the 1 rupee note is actually a currency note everything else is a tender note released against that currency note so 100 rupees note is actually not a currency note it's just saying that you it's equal to 100 1 rupee notes so this is a fact that we do not know but a participant shared with us so we're finding an interesting format where in a live quiz where people are sharing stories but going forward we want to try out other forms which are non quizzing related but about learning more about india so we are in the production phase of doing things around video content and doing forms of lecture demonstration series where people would learn about let's say k-pop for example or memes or could be uh, western classical music just largely themes around popular culture sports and indian culture trying out different properties where people could just learn more engage more and share trivia and share stories how can people find out about the next quiz and just in general about india wants to know so we're in the process of building a website that people could access where all the information about all our upcoming events but for now you can look us up on social media where we have the maximum sort of reach is on twitter uh, we are also on instagram you can look out for india wants to know quiz or iwtk quiz you can also subscribe to our newsletter which has updates about our upcoming events and all our iwtk live zoom quizzes that happen on sundays are listed on insider.in so the tickets for our events can be found on insider.in all our information and trivia you can follow our social media handles in fact our twitter handle according to joy bhattacharya is one of the best quizzing handles to follow because we keep sharing interesting threads about indians and indian facts and a lot of content that isn't easily accessible for example there's a famous innings of kapil dev having scored 175 we actually got access to the audio recording of that match right which wasn't accessible earlier so follow the social media handle i mean we keep sharing interesting content out there i'll leave all this information in the show notes right so the listeners can access it easily okay so uh, the live quizzes format is slightly different from a regular quiz which is why a lot of serious quizzers quote unquote uh, don't uh, appreciate our format as much because serious quizzers like to go from question to next question right our format of quizzes is that a question is answered correctly but before that we would like to hear the wrong guesses and after the question is answered correctly we would like to hear any fun facts related to that and what has happened right. in this process is that we've met some interesting people i remember one there was a question on malgudi days and rk narayan's grand nephew was on the call and he was sharing interesting stories about him there was a question on shridevi being a gay icon in india and there was somebody who had worked with shridevi who was on the call with us participating in the quiz so that format is very interesting where people also feel a little more in- inclusive that uh, feel that the quiz is a little more inclusive because they get to sh- have shared their fun fact so it's almost like what i call as a bring your own fact format or byof format where people bring in interesting stories the other thing is also covering topics which are non quizzer types for the longest time i think people felt that quizzing is about origins of rock band names the names of elements and you know movie posters and things like that right and 
now what we're seeing is that people appreciate questions which are slightly outside of the regular domain for example in the last quiz we had questions about the dinosaur trail in india or about lgbtq representation in hindu mythology so people right. also taking up to you know topics which aren't the typical nerd like topics so that is what uh, is bringing people back into these quizzes i'm sure you can't wait to get back to actually shooting season 2 whenever that happens but until then you can check out the quizzes on insider.in and i'll leave it in the show notes so that people can find it easily sai thanks so much for for coming on the show and and telling us what you're trying to do with quizzing because i think that it's still a niche in many ways it's still not mainstream but the fact that it's picking up and the fact that people like you are trying to make it more open is i think where like the fun and excitement is so thanks a lot for coming on the podcast and and sharing what you're doing with quizzing so the last question which i ask my guests is okay so the show is called coffee by two are you you're a coffee person I'm a absolute coffee person. I have to start my day with at least a cup and a half of coffee. For listeners, I'll you can catch the show notes on the blog and also all the details which Sai shared. Hope to see you in the next quiz. Thanks, Don. Thanks so much for having me here. I just want to clarify one thing. While I might have made it sound a lot more serious, I think the main reason why me and everybody else behind India wants to know do this is because it's fun to do it. I I don't know if that got missed, but the reason why I mentioned the Kormangla Club story is because it's a lot of fun to do this and do it because you're getting more people into it. So yeah, I don't think that got missed in in what you were saying. So the whole way you described what you were doing. sounded fun and this is what i hope makes people actually go and check out more quizzes so like no worry on that front cricket is a particular country's national sport is it mexico because they're getting a war oh wow <laughs> the bengali word for a particular kind of dissension sauro ganguly let the stereotypes begin You can check out the show notes at thecoffeebytwopodcast.wordpress.com. You can leave your feedback for the show wherever you listen to the podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording and producing it. Thanks for stopping by for some coffee. Till we meet again.